Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is fantastic to see you guys again. <laughs> you had to kick the camera. Did I kick it? You I had to kick, kick it. it. Hold on, hold on. There. Right in the intro? Right in the intro. Yeah. See? Because we're rusty. I'm a little rusty. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a while. It's been a while. And we're happy to see you guys again. Man, oh, man. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to get into. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to fucking start, except for... What's up? How's it going? <laughs> how you been? How, how, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? How's your mother? The, your holidays were good. You haven't? Do you have any resolutions that uh, that you started? I don't think people are doing that this year. I don't. I mean, probably shouldn't. <laughs> What's the point, really? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard of a single person talking about their resolution. I haven't seen one single tweet, Instagram yeah. post, or Facebook uh, message about fucking uh, resolutions. It's probably for best. Yeah. So yeah. let's just try to make it from today to tomorrow, right? That's resolute enough for me, That's my friend. That's all we can do. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, if you're watching this, thank you for rejoining us in the new year, uh, 2022. We're starting fresh. We're feeling good. Mm -hmm. We're smelling good. We're feeling good. Mm -hmm. And if you're here, then you know what time it is. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? And tonight's brew is from the Sideward Brewing Company. It's their Juicy Boots, a double dry hopped IPA. So juicy. And we can't wait to get into that. We've got, like I said, so much to get into. Uh, we're, we're, you know, in this new year, we're trying to be a little bit more positive. We're gonna try to, we're gonna try to tackle all these, uh, I, I don't know, issues, these <laughs> these societal qualms, yes, uh, quagmires. It's uh, it's it's been a hard time out there for many folks. So mm -hmm. we're not trying to add to that. No, we're trying to do the exact opposite this year. Mm -hmm. We're gonna try, try to come from a positive place, not that positive. Sure, it, I mean, temper your expectations, my friends, because you know what this podcast usually is <laughs> and who we are. So. And speaking of this podcast and who we usually are, this is episode 367 wow. of the One Beer In Podcast. Let's crack them open. Let's do it. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the One Beer In Podcast, uh, a podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. As I said, I'm Marco Dupa. That is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. That's right. We're happy to be back doing this thing that we love to do. We took uh, a bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Due to, <laughs> uh, I mean, there was the holidays. Sure, the yeah, holidays yeah. definitely didn't help. Or we did, did plan help. on a break. We yes. should let you know. Uh, 
probably should have let you know beforehand, but yeah, there was a planned break. Right. Um, we took the planned break, and then in the midst of the planned break, I got COVID again. <laughs> again. <laughs> so um, I'm 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 like uh, COVID. I'm like Thanos. COVID Thanos. Sure. I'm trying to collect all of the variants in mm. my gauntlet. Yeah. And then I'll be able to snap, and every uh, half the population will not have COVID. Oh, see, I'm gonna snap COVID nice. away. See, that's see, yeah. see. In the yeah. past, I would have given everybody COVID, <laughs> just so that they can all suffer like me. I don't know if we're allowed to say that in the first uh, ten minutes of the. No, podcast, yeah, so. no, no. It's a, it's, it's all in jest, right? Yeah. It's all said sure. in jest. Yeah, yeah. So, instead, I would have taken COVID from people mm-hmm. and let half the population. Well, I guess the other half of the population still is at risk. Yeah, that's right. true. And they're just going to infect the other half, so. Yeah, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Does this feel eerily similar to uh, January of 2020 and 2021? Yeah. yeah. Positivity. Positivity. Right, yeah, that's Positivity. what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. So, uh, you know, um, I, let's just let's get right into it. Um we had the holiday break planned, and then uh, when we were we were going to come back the week prior to this, and we didn't because I got COVID again. I'm pretty sure it was the Omicron variant because of what they're saying the the symptoms are. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, it wasn't that serious. Had like congestion, <clears throat> a head cold, sinus headache. Yeah, uh, but it was all basically just right here. Mm-hmm. Right here in my face, you know. Did you ever even get like a fever or no? God, that that sucks, and it's both it, it both it's both good and it sucks because it just sounds like allergies to me. Yeah, yeah. The 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 thing is, and I guess this has always been the case with it is part of the problem with the with COVID is that it it feels like it 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 feels like the smartest virus. Of all time, yeah. Where it's like I can be anything. I can <laughs> right. I can be anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can I can smoothly move in and out of any situation. It, it feels like it's working with allergy season two. Like yeah. like they're combining forces to just try to fuck over humanity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, if I didn't know any better, like if you didn't tell me, if there was no if there was no plague going on, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought anything of it. And that's I just would have been say, like, yeah, I got the sniffles. What are you going to do? That's what I was going to say, for at least for you know educational purposes. What made you think, I should probably take a test? It was Southie's fault. Okay. The guy who sings the uh, The intro, song, yeah. Uh, I've, you know, he's been on the show before. One of, one of you know, friends, friend of the show. One of my closest buds. Uh-huh. Love the guy. We were playing uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and... I was starting to I was starting to get a little sniffly and I was coming down with it and he was like, "Well, have you have you tested?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "No, nah, I mean, I I I'm as you guys have heard and as I've talked about, I'm I'm usually about 20 to 30% congested. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much how I live yeah. my life. Uh-huh. Probably should go see a specialist or Maybe. whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it." So, to me, Getting a little bit congested is really just like, oh, I'm, I'm getting like a mild cold. Yeah. If it's more congestion than usual, 
that's what I usually chalk it up to. Right. And he was like, well, the symptoms of this new variant are very mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that it could be, it, it, it feels like to some people, especially people who are vaccinated, just a mild head cold. Yeah. And I was like, ah, whatever. So I wake up the next day and ironically, I got up early because I was on my way to get a booster shot. I had an appointment for my booster that day. Okay. And I was on my way out the door and I was feeling worse than yesterday, but still not that bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I might as well. I have an extra at-home test. This was before everyone bought bought them. Yeah. We actually had a, a, a bunch of them. Which apparently house. you're able to buy now if you can find them and charge it to your insurance. Yes, up to I did eight see that. per month. I don't have insurance, so well. <laughs> fuck me. Well, um, so we had we had an extra one at the crib, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let me just let me just take this, sure, just to be safe." Mm-hmm. And when I tell you <laughs> how quickly <laughs> that second line popped. <laughs> I mean, it was. I'm pregnant, <laughs> dude. It was so fast. What the, did you believe it, did, or did you stare at it for? A I while stared at it for a second. I got angry. I like slammed my hand on the on the desk, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> got I was me just again. Frustrated. Yeah, because yeah, because that that's the frustrating part about it is like I've, you know, I've been, not to say that I've been like a curmudgeon in in a cave, sure, not doing anything, but like I've been trying to be careful. I'm obviously I'm not gonna sit here. One thing I'm not going to do is judge other people for how they're living their lives mm-hmm. at this point in the pandemic. Obviously, we have talked ad nauseum about how we feel about masks and vaccines and how, how other people are treating this whole thing. So there's no real point in rehashing all of that. Sure. But what I'm not going to do personally is give an opinion on how other people are handling this thing at this point. Because... Yeah. It's 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 been a wild ride. It's been going on for too long, and not to say that there are there there are people out there who are still continuously handling this in the wrong way. Sure. Um, but those people have enough education, and if they're choosing to um, not take that education and use that, or if they're choosing not to believe it, what have you. There's nothing at this point that we can do for those people. Yeah, the the science is out. We know everything. I mean, not everything we could know about the virus, but enough. We know enough. Yeah. At this point, at least. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a conscious decision if you're still being reckless. Yeah. So I can't. I'm not gonna. I don't have an opinion anymore about stuff like that. The real at this point, it's like my actions are my own. And could I have been? Like in the house more, obviously. Sure. Everybody could be. Um, but you're a Floridian, so you know. It's kind of hard to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say we we can't we literally cannot judge based solely on our geography. Right. Right. <laughs> there's, exactly. There's no way. Maybe if we were in California or something, you know, we could look down on people and be like, "Well, you <laughs> could have gotten Uber Eats every day," right? You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if the government was subsidizing DoorDash, then maybe <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't fucking leave. I don't know. I played that game. It's called Death Stranding. <laughs> Highly recommended. So, uh, yeah, if if you're going to hear my story and be like, "Well, you could have just stayed in the house more," you're right. I, prob- <laughs> I probably could have. Sure. I'm, I'm not. You know, it is what it is. 
So I, I uh, it is what it is. I got it. And that's where the frustration came from. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause when you do test positive, the first thing you think is like, fuck, you know, I should have just stayed in the fucking house more. Mm-hmm. I should have worn a mask more. I should have done this, that, and the other thing. I should have got my booster when uh, Paris told me to get my booster. <laughs> you, you know, uh-huh. you think about everything that you should have done or could have done. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thought you have. And then the second thought is like, well, fuck, now nah, I can't go to work. <laughs> and uh, then, and then the third thought is like, well, how am I going to fill up these days? And what's funny is I got it. Like two days after the CDC was like, "Hey man, five days five is bu- enough. Five days. Don't worry about it. <laughs> five days is cool. You're good." And I, and part of me was like, "Cool, I get to go back to work." And then part of me was like, "Fuck, I have to go back to work yeah. in five days." Because the five day thing is so arbitrary. It's like, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's 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 literally, man. It's it's at this point, the CDC should be like, "Listen, it's a case by case basis. You need to be smart about this whole thing. Right. If you're still feeling." You, you should probably it should probably be two weeks if you're feeling especially if you have symptoms still sure. and on the fifth day i was i felt almost fine but i was still a little congested mm-hmm. uh but i was i mean you know it wasn't it wasn't too bad yeah so for me five days probably enough for the next person probably not enough maybe well, sure. they need seven days especially i imagine if you weren't vaccinated it could take the full oh, two weeks dude for you to recover i've heard the stories from people who aren't vaccinated and how they're getting hit by covid because a lot of them are getting hit they they haven't had COVID. this is the first time getting sure. it yeah and they're feeling it how i felt it the first, first time. time yeah and it's like that that's a bitch man it fucking <sighs> sucks yeah getting it for the first time no vax is terrible i don't <laughs> wish that on anybody it's terrible i'm sure i'm sure i don't want that shit nah Nah, so that was part of the reason for the delay, <laughs> and now you know we're here. Yeah, we're recording. We're back at it. Back in the studio. Look at the streamers. It's a new year. Look at that. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy we we new didn't get year. to say that. No, yet. we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Happy New Year. Happy. Uh, 2022. 2022, man. Um, new year, new beers. Mm-hmm. We'll see where those beers in this year take us. Mm-hmm. Um, did you even think about a resolution? No. <laughs> no. No. My mind is as far away from resolution as it's ever been. Yeah. In my entire adult life. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I My goal is to continue to live. Yeah. Frankly enjoy myself you know stay healthy i've been working out more that's good uh i've been i've been eating less and healthy continuing to eat healthy drinking way more water yeah um so yeah now i've I've been feeling without the resolution i've been feeling better at the start of this new year than i have in the past few years yeah maybe not mentally you know with the whole coronavirus still mm-hmm. going around sure but you know overall physically emotionally mm-hmm. feeling better feeling renewed feeling like i'm i'm back in power maybe a resolution isn't the best thing maybe maybe i don't know if there's any psychology behind this but maybe setting a goal for yourself this thing that you do every year at the beginning of the year maybe it fucks with your mentality a little bit maybe it's like 
there's there's things that you want to get done and and maybe you should just try to ease yourself into those things instead of like you know ah i have to get this thing done and if i don't then i have failed the entire year sure. it's a whole year if your resolution is to work out more and you don't start january 1st right. and then you call yourself a failure because you haven't and then you just don't work it's like that that does more harm than than just waiting until february yeah. or march seven months or eight months of a year as opposed to you know 12 months it's, yeah it gives you a reason to get discouraged which you know in hindsight now that i think about it i think i think that's what happened with our weight loss challenge to me mm. is i left it feeling discouraged you yeah. know, uh, not overall, you know, I, I, I talked up, you know, all the all the positive aspects that I, I left with um, from it. But, you know, looking back at the same time, I really did feel like I failed in some way. Yeah. But without that challenge and now just with a, a, a more, I guess, flexible or a more opaque obscure kind of uh uh challenge for myself as far as just trying to be healthier overall i feel more empowered mm -hmm. i don't know I, I i think it gives me enough leeway to have a bad day um and still feel okay the next day recovering from that mm -hmm. or uh, more 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 than that even i i've recently felt more in charge of myself because there's not this outside force kind of pushing me towards a goal. Mm. It's all about me. And I love it being all about <laughs> me. So, uh, like, I'm totally good with, like, keeping myself in check, you uh -huh. know? I I, I didn't... I, I had just two small slices of a cauliflower crust pizza the other day oh. instead of the full thing you know yes i did that i did that and i felt fine i did that there was a piece of me two pieces in the fridge mm -hmm. that i really wanted to get to <laughs> but no no i said i'm gonna make some tea i'm gonna invest myself in a in a in cobra kai yeah. the new season of cobra kai and that's going to be my form of 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 uh, fulfillment yeah. in the rest of the day. And yeah. that's it. And I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm not going to stay up super late and want to have a midnight snack and all this other stuff. No. It's okay. I'm fine. And there's nothing else that's that's making me do that. It's just me. Yeah. Because I feel so inclined to do that for myself. That's great. And that's good enough. I don't yeah. need a I don't need a, another thing to push me towards that goal, at least right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe later on, maybe I'll need somebody to keep me accountable. Yeah. But for now, me's good enough. That's good. The will. That's that's. I mean, the hardest thing is the willpower. The right. hardest thing is the, is the quieting the negative self talk, upping up the voice. That's like we can do this. Let's just fucking do this. Let's, yeah. Let's get this done. Um. You still owe me a steak dinner. I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just want to put that out there. Well, if somebody wasn't sick with COVID nineteen again, oh, uh, oh, 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 excuses. Could have had a little more time to do that. You could just mail it to me at this point. <laughs> I might. You may get a cooked steak with sides in a Manila envelope. <laughs> I like the Manila envelope. Yeah, have its pierced the thing and then seeping <laughs> out. We'll say cut here, and then it'll just go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it just like squeeze mashed potatoes out like uh -huh. it's a fucking yeah. toothpaste 
tube. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good to hear because, I mean, and it kind of kind of goes to my point. And I don't know if there's any science behind that. I'm sure that there are people who need that extra push and yeah. need that goal-oriented way of looking at things so that they can get through shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I, not to say that that's not what I need because sometimes I do need a checklist, goals, uh, a leaderboard sure, just to yeah. kind of push me to the next mm-hmm. level. But then sometimes it's just like, look, you have that opposite effect where you're like, look, I don't, I don't – don't push me. Right. Just let me fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think what's happening to me right now is is that I feel like that outside force is is um making it seem like more than it really is. You know, mm-hmm. it's making it seem like if you need this extra push to work out every day, then it's really something that you shouldn't really want to do. Whereas I, I think of it like if I'm if it's self imposed, then it's just something I'm doing for myself. Yeah, you know, it's it's something that I can look forward to even maybe, you know, like I I've been walking around a lot more, outside to get some sun and and just get some fresh air and that's that's helped break up the day for me a bit or you know I've been actually waking up and doing that in the morning. Yeah, which is a great way to start your day. Um, trying to cut down on my coffee a little bit, you know, just trying to regulate everything. Uh, to feel better in general. Yeah. And I'm doing that for me. There's nothing else outside. And it's a whole psychological thing. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like authority, et cetera, et cetera. So if I'm doing it myself, yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I'm doing it myself, um, I feel more in control. I feel more uh, empowered. And I feel less like this is something that I should be fighting against. Yeah. And it's something that I, I should want to do and is ultimately going to make me feel better. And that's what's been pushing me as of right now. That may change next week. I may need somebody to say, hey, get off the couch. Yeah. But up until that point, it's it's me. It's me pushing me. And I think that's, uh, you know, a, a, a notable and nice change of pace. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, I mean, if you guys are still doing resolutions, let, let us know. Because mm-hmm. I'm still interested. Resolutions are still, they're fun to me when they're something that is not just lose weight, uh, eat better, you know, be nicer to people. Uh, yeah, the same old fucking resolutions that sure. you hear all the time. The yeah. lose weight thing is probably, has to be the most common of course. resolution, right? Of course, yeah. And... <clears throat> I don't know. Your resolution, just be kinder to yourself. Sure. That should be the that should be your yeah. resolution. Be yeah. kinder to yourself. And other people. <laughs> I don't know. We don't need we don't need any more negativity. There's enough of that, right? No. no. Go to yes. therapy. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I probably need that. Who sure. knows? Uh when I get insurance, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll be able to do my that. therapist doesn't cover on my insurance, so uh Are you going out of network? I'm way out of network, buddy. Far out of network. You don't have an. In- why would why wouldn't you look in network? Look, I got a I got a special specific uh, uh, recommendation. So you got a referral. Got a referral to this, this out of network. Ref- out of network. Yes, but you know, this is the thing about therapy. You have to find the right fit for you. 
Yeah. It's just like any other relationship in your life. You have to find somebody that you trust, that you feel like understands you, you feel comfortable with, and that can take a few sessions. So yeah. I said, you know what? She's out of my network, but let me go ahead and try. And so I did, and it really worked out. And I, I am 100% on board with her. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm investing in me. I'm going to go ahead and use this money that I would blow on more movies or more games and instead invest on not being a nut job all the time. <laughs> Shout and out to the Criterion Collection. Yeah, Criterion. <laughs> I, I still love you, baby. Uh-huh. Actually, I meant to bring up. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we're, we're, we're diverting here. Um, I've been in this, this crisis of conscience as far as uh, subscribed uh, channels that I have. Okay. Because I've been really thinking about getting the Criterion Collection channel. The Criterion Channel is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about going to that. Problem is, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about ways I can cut back and... Um, there's a certain horror streaming service that may need to get the axe. And uh, I'm not super happy about it, but I... I Are you saying <clears throat> you're going to sacrifice Shudder? I might have to cut Shudder for my life. <sighs> I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. And the fact of the matter is I feel so strongly about Shudder as a platform mm-hmm. that... Even though I haven't used it so much in the past couple of months, I'd say. No, in the past month. I, I, I streamed a movie that's only on Shutter last month. Even though that's the case, and, and most normal people would be like, all right, well, I'm going to cut this from my su- subscription list. I'm not using it that much. I just want to, I just want to help. I just want to help Shutter. I, I love that. <laughs> I, they are such a great platform for movie nerds like me especially movie nerds who specifically like horror mm. as a genre i think it's great i, I love shutter check out shutter please but i am in this crossroads where i just observe how many movies they have on the criterion channel that i could be streaming without yeah. without throwing down 30 bucks on a on a blu-ray you know without having to do that sure I'm going to continue to buy Blu-rays, and, and they now have 4K. They now have 4K. They now have 4K. So I will continue to do that. But I think that, in a way, going to the Criterion channel can be a way for me to watch more of those classic movies I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And also whittle out which ones I want to invest in as far as buying physically. This is true. So... <laughs> Um, well, and you, you have to think like, <clears throat> as great as Shutter is, and it is really that little engine that could kind of streaming service. It is a little limited by the fact that it's like thrillers and horror movies, of course. And that's then that's pretty much its bread and butter. Yeah, Criterion Collection, you're gonna get, I mean, but everything, everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's not like Netflix or HBO Max or. You know, any of the other streaming services don't have horror movies. 
it's just that shutters you know specifically gets i mean especially like the the straight to dvd air quotes like low tier but super enjoyable horror movies the schlock that you don't get you won't find that on like hbo yeah um so there is a little piece of my heart that will you know suffer in this exchange but i'm starting to feel like that's going to be the move if i could pay less for if i could just pay for amazon prime and not and and if I could pay less for Amazon Prime, and what that would mean was I don't get access to Prime Video, mm-hmm. I'd give up Prime Video. Yeah. <sighs> Excuse me. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's hard to give up the rest of them. I'm not giving up HBO Max. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's like, it's just got so many movies. Oh, yeah, there. no. It's, it's, so it's, 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 it's still to this day too strong. It's crazy. Of a lineup. It's yeah. crazy I mean, how much stuff is on especially there. Especially with the straight to HBO Max movies. Yeah. Or ones that come out soon thereafter. You know that the new Batman movie is going to come there like a month after. Yeah. Which is great. It's like, it's awesome. All I have to do is wait a month and yeah. I can just watch it at home? Come on. Uh, Disney Plus, not giving up because, you know, I'm not like... <laughs> exactly. I mean, just, just for the Star Wars content yeah. alone, I'm like, I'm not going to not have disney plus i mean we're, we're star wars and marvel nerds yeah so, you know they got us by the balls they do they really do yeah. i just i mean i can't fight it Encanto was pretty good what Encanto was pretty oh good. was it yeah it's all right i watch that i mean it, it was it was no coco but it was enjoyable i've never seen coco get out of my house <laughs> get out of my house <laughs> Oh. oh, man, if I admitted to you the amount of movies that I actually haven't seen, you probably wouldn't be my friend anymore. Yeah, probably. So let's just not talk it's about not, it. It's not. Then I don't know. It's like politics. We can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. No. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've, always meant, I've always meant to watch it, and everyone always tells me how good it is, and they cried, and how emotional it is, and all this stuff, but I just, I just never mm. sit down and watch it. Your sister and I watched that movie for the first time. Uh, it wasn't on Disney Plus yet, but it I guess we watched it on DVD or something when it came out because I didn't see it in theaters either. Yeah. And when I tell you, we both sobbed. <laughs> like, looking at each other and laughing at how much we were both crying at the same cartoon movie. Oh, man. Uh, incredible. Is that the last time you cried in a movie? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably not. <laughs> probably not some movies get me you know some movies get me um maybe the last time i i vividly remember crying in a movie yeah or crying at a movie um la la land got me funny enough yeah yeah i think that was after right i don't know Is that after coco yes it was because we were living together at that point yeah yeah, so that one got me in the theater. I, I, I had to do a silent... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. What would be the last movie that got me? I've been hesitant to watch overly emotional movies, especially yeah. lately. I've been, like, not really in the mood for, you know, uh, <laughs> a heart-wrenching... Um, emotional turmoil? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, I'd watched The Power of the Dog. Which is getting yeah, I did rave too. Reviews. I did too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough, but it's like it's tough. It's tough in uh, different ways. Yeah. It's not tough in like a. You know what really gets me? Maybe this is really revealing too much about myself. Okay, <laughs> what the show's about. <clears throat> I uh, father son relationships really get me. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, so whenever I see that in the movie, that always that always like I don't know I I don't know maybe that's like some childhood trauma <laughs> that I need to work out. Just um, talking about therapy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, th- those those really get me. Power of the Dog. If you guys haven't seen it, it's fantastic. That's yeah, very good. Very very good performances. I think are the it's the standout of the entire movies. The performances definitely. Everyone everyone's everyone's great in it. Yeah. Um, Shot beautifully too. But to say that it like made me cry. No, I and I had the same reaction to it. And honestly, it was one of those that left me afterwards. It, it, it was. It's one of these movies. Huh. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Uh, just plot wise, it makes you just go, hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like I have to analyze that a bit. Yeah. You know, it's a thinker. It's a yeah. bit of a thinker. Um, yeah. You got to take it all in, and you're like, hmm. there were moments though. I, I feel like uh, what's his name, Jesse Plemons, right? Yeah, Jesse Plemons. Uh, he he made he made me feel things. Yeah. Throughout the movie, you know, like I I, I felt. I felt for his character and, and, and things that happened in that movie. Um, yeah, but even, uh, I don't know, even his character, I was like, he, he uh, they all kind of seemed, I don't know. I don't know, without giving too <laughs> it's, much it's away hard the to, movie. Yeah. It's hard to talk about without, uh, you know, getting into Give, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, even like the main character, um, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, they, I, there was a lot emotionally there that makes you think, but... I don't think necessarily pulls out your heartstrings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, good movie, though. Check it out. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Especially because it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Easy to just roll up. Check it out. Throw that bitch on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. To get back to the original th- the original thought. Yeah, Sam, I mean, I say you just have to give up. You might have to just give up Shutter, man. I Sucks. mean. I'll, you know what? If I do, I will guarantee I will bring it back for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you got just, to. Just be one of those I jump back in on. Well, especially because all for some reason, it's like it's like all these streaming services have an agreement with all of the horror movie studios and producers to go, all right, now that it's the appropriate time to watch these movies, no Cut one em. can watch them. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it this year. All of the movies that I wanted to watch – Almost all of them. Some of them were up. But pretty much every... We had a list. We had a list of yeah. movies that we wanted to watch. And almost all of them. Not streaming. You just borrowed like five DVDs from me. I did. <laughs> That's it. And then, and then, and then January rolls around. Uh-huh. And almost... They're all back. All of them are up. <laughs> they know. They know. But what I don't understand is why. It has to be the studios. It's the studios. It must be in a contract in which they're they're licensing these movies out to Netflix and HBO and you know, all these other companies saying, like, you have this movie up until this date, and then after that date, it starts on this date. You know, like, it has to be written in there that they're hoping to recoup some money on rentals and people buying the, the Blu-rays and and you know buying digitally oh, oh okay and that's okay. how they get their money back and then throughout the rest of the year they're like yeah go ahead and have that movie if anybody wants to see it you know go ahead okay if uh, not i'm sure that the streamer has to pay a premium on the movie for the season so uh for instance like i don't know having the santa claus or something on netflix 
probably costs way more from November to January or whatever. And then after that, it's like, eh, take it. You know, we don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes that makes sense. That makes sense in a very fucked up capitalistic way. <laughs> sure. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Because, yeah, I mean, it was the same thing during Christmas. You saw everybody complaining about how Netflix doesn't have The Grinch, didn't have Home Alone, although HBO Max had Home Alone. You had to go through all of the streaming services to, yeah. like, collect all of to the Christmas them, yes. movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not what. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because I've been thinking about, I've been racking my brain as to why a movie studio or a streaming service in conjunction with the movie studio, why they would want to wait until the most opportune moment and then go, nope. Nope. And I know that it's not just to fuck with people because the last thing that they want to do, they're not they are not game studios and they're not Vince McMahon. They don't want to just <laughs> fuck with the audience. Right. They're right. trying to make as much money as possible. So <clears throat> it's not that. But I've been racking my brain as to why. And that makes sense. If you're going to pluck it and then go, now you have to pay me more to have this thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will do that. Yeah, I did it. There's yeah. a couple of movies that I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll rent this movie. Yeah. I'll give them I, the money for it. I, uh, I'm i pretty sure I rented Jim Carrey's Hell or The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Is that what it's called? I always get the names the mixed Grinch up. The Grinch That Stole Christmas. <laughs> how, how, is it How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Is it? Is it just, it's not just The Grinch, because The Grinch is the animated Benedict Cumberbatch movie, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's how, how The Grinch Stole Christmas. The how, Grinch. How, Jim Carrey's How Jim Carrey's The Grinch. The Grinch That Stole Christmas. The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Oh. Yeah, it's how the, Jim Carrey's name is not in it. He didn't, like, present the movie. He didn't, like, Jim Henson presents Jim Carrey's. <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, is yes. the movie. How the Grinch Stole yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch's animated movie is The Grinch. The Grinch, right. Okay. Which is, like, I've, I still have yet to what's, see that. What's the animated one called? The, the original animated one. Then, Same thing, How the Grinch, how Stole, the Grinch Christmas. Stole Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Carrey presents <laughs> The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Which, let me tell you, sucks. How the, the Grinch Stole Christmas? The movie sucks. Really? It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's a body horror tragedy of body a film. <laughs> the Who's, excuse me, the Who's are terrifying. <laughs> to this day, as an adult man, I was scared and disturbed. They are freaky looking. They're so weird looking because they look almost human. Yeah. It's just the, they look like freaks. They literally look like freaks. Yeah. The nose and mouth and teeth is all that's different. And their weird hair. Yeah. That's it. Like, why? Why go halfway? Make them complete animals then in that case. You know, like put them in, in stuffed suits or something. I don't know. <laughs> animals. But like just going that half step to like blend in the fleshy color of their giant lip like fold. Yeah. And their, their nose plucked up freaks me out. I don't like it. And you know what? I don't like Universal for doing the Grinchmas every year either because they bring those freaks out in real life. And that sounds worse than Horror Nights. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I, I saw that movie in theaters and it freaked me out. I thought it was good. No. <clears throat> in no. theaters. Uh, the last time I saw it, man, it's been years since I sat down and rewatched that movie. Look, I, I, I will admit Jim Carrey, obviously, is is the saving grace in that entire thing. Yeah. He's awesome. His performance is great in it. He's thick as hell in it. 
Um, big ol' big ol' Harry Grinch ass. <laughs> um, lots of inappropriate adult jokes yeah. in it. Just a bad movie, though. It's just bad. It's just bad. I'm sorry. I remember thinking, even as a kid, the things that they did to flesh out the story were a little weird. Like him being a monster in this... <laughs> Remember Baby Grinch? Remember Baby Grinch? <laughs> that little freak. <laughs> the motivation to be like... <laughs> This is his. This is his origin. This is his villain <laughs> origin story. Is like he was a monster in the back of the class, and kids were like, "He's a monster." <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I, I, even as a kid, I was like, "Well, he's a monster." Yeah, he hates Christmas from birth. He's angry. He's 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 green he's and hairy. Really, he's like really strong too. <laughs> He's a literal monster. The rest of them don't look like that. Yeah. And and like the whole thing is like, well, you shouldn't judge people on their differences. It's like, yeah, but he's not he's not a Puerto Rican. He's a monster. <laughs> right. He's I've I've heard that before actually. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> he's not a Puerto Rican. He's, he's a, a monster. monster. <laughs> so yeah, I always thought that was weird. And then his like weird relationship with the uh with the mayor's wife. Yeah, yeah. Like she's have <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't fiance, know. Say, excuse me. Right, fiance. Yeah. <laughs> I have to to go back and rewatch that. That's really funny though. Man. Um So yeah, no how the Grinch the Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> the Grinch that stole Christmas, yeah. On on Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh did you uh did you spend your Christmas watching any movie that you felt? I mean, you do the Christmas story thing. So I didn't get a full watch of Christmas story this year. Mm. But I did, you know, inevitably turn on the TV and the Christmas story or Christmas stories on. Yeah. Guaranteed. So I was able to to, you know, just flip through the channels and find that in between doing other things. Yeah. And was able to watch relive one of my <coughs> favorite scenes of, you know. The, the the mall scene where he gets kicked down the slide. I got that and I was happy with that. Yeah, where a so. grown man kicks a child in the face. It's great. I love I love that movie. It still to this day is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. I still haven't done the rewatch of it with a critical eye as well, an adult. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, apparently. Or summer twenty twenty two. Right. It's probably on every it might, stream. It service. might be up right now. Yeah. That's like, true. Do you want to enjoy this movie? Now that it's fucking February, you want to watch a Christmas story? Might I still think be that's good. honestly I think that's the best time for me to watch it. Is Sure, yeah. You w- know without the, the, the seasonal uh glean glean, yes. To yeah. to blind you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I think that'd be good. I think that'd be good. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We are now in the new year, so uh, I mean, all we can do is 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 push forward, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> We're moving forward. Uh-huh. No looking back on old Christmas movies. We'll cross those bridges when we come to it next year. Okay. Or you know, next year. next year. Yeah. A year from now. Mm-hmm. So, um, this year. There's some stuff that we have to get into, and uh, there's no time like the present. 
Okay. Let's just talk about what we got. I mean, we were talking about how HBO gets. I mean, it's it's hard to cancel your HBO subscription because it gets such good movies um, before a lot of streaming services or period. It just gets those movies. Yeah. Um, they had that deal with Warner Brothers, which I'm sure has come to an end this year now, right? From my understand, that is dissolving this year. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently it's still going as far as the Batman, which isn't going to be day and date with streaming, but will be within a month, I think. Dune was supposed to be, or was it? And I just didn't watch it. Wasn't Dune supposed to be on HBO Max? Oh, it was. Yeah, It was. Yeah, and yeah. I just, okay, okay. Yeah. We watched it in, in the theater. Okay. So I did see it, but I just I wasn't sure if it was on. Mm-hmm. Damn, did I just not open the app for a month? I guess, yeah. It would have been there. Hmm. It's better you, you went to the theater for that one. Yeah. yeah. So, HBO Max has this deal with Warner Brothers to bring in all these dope-ass movies. And one movie that we were super excited about all the way back. You were excited about. I was excited. <laughs> I was worried about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is The Matrix resurrections mm-hmm. and now it's finally here it's finally on streaming services we can finally sit down and talk about it and i don't know obi i mean what do you think um well i should say with our new format here matrix resurrections is my cheers of the week glug glug so uh, Here's the deal. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the deal, man. Um, I went into Matrix Resurrections with, like, underground levels of expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helped me <clears throat> while watching to accept some of the, let's say, plot holes... <laughs> Let's say uh, poor pacing, let's say bad writing, let's say bad storytelling, let's say bad acting. Um, You're looking the, past a lot of stuff. That right? allowed me to look beyond it. Uh, and I, see the I code. I saw the of code the ma- <laughs> of Matrix Resurrections, and I appreciated it for what it was. This This incredible fuck you. To WB, mm. and as almost a, a a work of like, it it it's almost like a, a a piece of art in the way that I I would look at, you know, somebody taping a, a banana to a wall and saying this is art, you know, mm. objectively that's not very exciting to watch. It's not what you're expecting when you go to an you know, an exhibit, but I can't help but look at that and go. That took balls, you know, like that, that, that took some chutzpah, yeah. if you will. And um, I think that's why I appreciated, for the most part, Matrix Resurrections. Because mm. I, I, I went into it expecting it, as, as we talked about before, you can go back and listen. Um, I went in expecting it to not be self-aware, to be this complete, like, uh, like Star Wars-esque Remember this, remember that, remember this, remember that, without any kind of, of, of like, new thought. Which this kind of was 
the antithesis of. It was look at this, look at that, remember this, remember that. Mm -hmm. But in a way of saying, this is what you were expecting. We're doing it bad on purpose. We're doing it bad on purpose. <laughs> you should feel bad for wanting that. Yeah. You don't want this movie. You don't really want this movie. You shouldn't want this movie. You've, you know, The Matrix was great. Let it go. Hmm. And that's what that movie really was to me. It, it, while also having having little moments here and there that actually paid off and, you know, um, worked as a Matrix fan. Um, you know, seeing, seeing uh, Neo and Trinity together again, like, can't help but feel good about that. Um, you know, hearing more about what happened after the trilogy, interesting. I'm invested. I think that's cool. <laughs> I, you know, I wish we could have had a bit more of that. Um, you know, I, I, I think the only places where it, it didn't work for me was... Again, it's hard to tell what is what what's purposeful, what what's planned, and what is just bad, because I feel like so much of this movie is a fuck you, mm. and it is on purpose, and it is like <clears throat> it's very conscious of what it is and what your expectations are, and it delivering on that, but in like the most f like clumsy way. But a lot of the acting was bad. <laughs> a lot of a lot of. Uh, again, if you're going into it wanting a really good action movie, it's not really there. A lot of the action scenes didn't work for me very well. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't feel like The Matrix. Uh, like, I would have liked a lot more of the, like, slow-mo, gun-fu, wire work, you know, that stuff. That wasn't there for me. Yeah. And I feel like it would have it been much better if it had that same palette of fight choreo yeah that it didn't have it it felt like a modern attempt at uh, poorly attempted action movie yeah which didn't work for me i was like if if you're going to kind of almost parody the matrix in a way at least go all the way and make sure those little pieces are in place which it wasn't it felt you know just not very well thought out on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, like, it was obviously ham-fisted. <laughs> like, so, so much oh, of it was geez. like, we get it. <clears throat> we understand where you're going with this. Yeah. You don't have to tell us flat out what this is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously not, uh, not having Morpheus. Not really having Morpheus. That was tough. That was tough. And not having Agent Smith. Mm -hmm. Tough. The the two of them and the fact that we are forced to replace them with people um, <clears throat> didn't work for me. And it's not fair to those actors. No. No. So, those are two pillars yeah. of the franchise. And then you're like, we're just going to go with like two relative unknowns. Not to say that Yaya is like a super unknown. His name is Yaya. Yaha, right? Yaha. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> not to say Yaya that he's like Abdul Mateen, right? Not to say that he's like a complete unknown because no. he's been in some stuff and I think he's a great actor. Yeah. He's not but Lawrence like, Fishburne. He's not Lawrence Fishburne. Right. It's just it's not fair to him. Well, he did he he did great in my opinion for for what it was. What it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, same thing with uh Jessica Henwick. I liked her. I thought she was good. Um 
And Jonathan yeah. Groff, I, I, I like Jonathan Groff. I like Bugs. But <laughs> he's not Agent Smith. No, he's not. He's just not. He's, he's just not. And the fact that they had to make him that, uh, again, is unfair to the actor. So, uh, yeah, I mean. So, okay, your your thought process is that Lana Wachowski is uh, taking the piss out of her own movie. Yeah. Of her, her own franchise. Franchise, yeah. And going, oh, okay, <clears throat> you guys wanted this. This is what you get when you when you beg and beg. We This story was finished. And and the studio and the audience couldn't help themselves. They fell over themselves to try to get us to rehash and reboot. Yeah. This is a commentary on reboots, sequels, rehashes, all that jazz. Um, <clears throat> well, this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I don't know if you read this, but the story was WB literally said what the game developer says in this movie, which is, we're going to do it without you if, if you don't sign up for this. Yeah. So she said, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. Here we go. Yeah, and then to put that in the studio, and then for WB to watch that and be like, look, we don't care <laughs> that you're making fun of us. All we care about is that you make this movie. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It is. It is. That's art to me, you know, in a weird way. As disappointed as an OG Matrix fan uh, as I am for this movie, I can't help but admire that level mm. of of fuck you, you know, like, which is really what the Matrix is kind of all about. Is that is that middle finger to to the establishment, mm. if you will. See, okay. <clears throat> There's a a part of me that could that could walk along this road with you. If it weren't for the fact that they seem to completely abandon the parody about 45 minutes into the mm-hmm. movie. And then it becomes schlocky, bad choreographed at, uh, set piece after set piece. And they just kind of abandon the plot itself yeah. to kind of service whatever thing that they're trying to do mm-hmm. uh, with the back half of the movie. Sure. Because the will... first 30 to 45 minutes of the mm-hmm. movie, I could get with you. I could rock with you on that. Yeah. Which I think is why so many people have an issue with that part of the movie. Because there's a lot of – I've read a lot of reviews. And a lot of people say either – like if they're – if there are Matrix fans who are expecting more of like the Matrix action, they hate that first half. Yeah, and they they are on the fence about the, the second half because it's more of the action that you expect and more of the movie you expect, but it's not done very well. You know, no, right. Whereas I am the opposite. I prefer that first half because of that mental game <clears throat> at play. Mm-hmm. I, I love the mystery of this entire thing and the, I mean, overly obvious commentary that this is on WB and of, the, you know, the general state of movies uh, today with remakes and rehashes and, you know, just kind of doing things for the sake of doing them as opposed to having an actual story to tell. So uh, I will say, like, I, I've read a lot of people saying like uh, I wasn't entertained. I didn't like it. it was boring. Blah, blah blah. I fell asleep. 
it kept me going the entire time. I, I will say that. I was interested to see where the story was going to go the entire time. Was it done well? No. Yeah. Would I recommend it to everybody? Absolutely not. <laughs> At the same time, again, I can't help but feel like I admire Lana Wachowski and what she did with this thing. You know, like I'm I was pleasantly surprised by what she turned out with this thing because I think I was worried about the exact opposite yeah. happening. So that subversion of my expectations actually worked for me. Oh man. I mean when you when you put it like that, I mean it's a pretty good argument. If that is indeed what she set out to do. Yeah. If she set out to, like, you know, comment on the state of movie making while at the same time make, you know, a worthy sequel or worthy um, successor to her franchise. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are rumors that they wanted to restart the franchise if this one was successful and it wasn't as successful as they thought it was going to be. And so they're, you know, they're kind of on the fence and it's not as if Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves can do another three movie. Well, two more movies. I mean, they could, but they would have to, they would have to age them out and then like bugs be the, you know, the, and which is what it seemed like they were trying to hint at. If there was a possibility of them continuing it on. Yeah. Just, I just, they just there there's just the the problem is that there's just some moments that seem to allude to that like the entire sequence where they have to re, where they have to remake the game the matrix game in mm-hmm. the in the matrix and that whole sequence like cool 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 i like what they're doing with this yeah you know commenting on the state of video games and and hollywood and you know the franchise itself and all this stuff i get that that's cool but then there's other things where like like Bugs's crew. Mm-hmm. They're just the most indistinguishable human beings <laughs> yeah. on the planet. Yeah. I mean, they they there's nothing that sets them apart. It, like it is any crew. Ever. Any crew. In any sci-fi movie or TV show, it, it is the crew. Yeah, yes. I mean, there's moments where <laughs> there's on there were honestly moments in the like thir- three quarters of the film where they're getting swarmed by all the other mm-hmm. I mean and I could talk for hours Vampires about Vampires. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the and fuck. And the Merovingian. Is... They bring back the Merovingian and he's just some bum. Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing that redeems that to yeah, me. That I hated suck. that. You that bring back the no Merovingian sense. and you're like, yeah, now he's some like He's lost hobo. his mind. Yeah. And yeah. No, I, I, I don't rock with that. But yeah, that crew... All of them could have been murdered, and like it wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know. Well, you don't have any time with them at all. No, like, you get nothing. There's no, no character building with them. But even even in like the original Matrix, it's not like they spent a ton of time with each one of these guys and girls and people. But they were so distinct. Even even I'll say this because I've I've been thinking about this a lot. Apoc is the most like milquetoast character in in uh the first matrix mm-hmm. you don't know what his story is he's just like a vaguely brown guy um and he just doesn't he just doesn't he doesn't even have a lot of lines yeah like there's just nothing to him and even he is more distinguishable than pretty much sure. every character I in mean, this I, new off matrix. the top of my head i can think of mouse tank yes dozer 
You know, like the whole yeah. I just, mean, pretty. That's that's pretty. Much, <laughs> mouse tank dozer, apoc switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Joe Joe Joey Pants? Joey Pants. Uh, what what's his cipher? Uh, cipher cipher. That's it. That's Damn the whole you crew. Cipher. Damn you cipher. That's the whole. We got the whole Nebuchadnezzar crew right yeah. there. Yeah. And the, and and that movie is about Neo finding his way, and you know that whole crew. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just it's little stuff like that that like the first one did so well without even trying. Yeah. Well, I think there's there is a definite line that for most I'd say is crossed between okay. You're making a commentary about bad movies and bad franchises. Mm-hmm. You can't make a commentary. You can't. You can't make a bad movie and say it's a commentary on the thing, right? You know, the movie overall, I would say, sixty percent maybe worked for me. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I, I'm more positive on it than I was expecting to be because I, I was expecting to be bored by it. I was expecting to not have any feeling generally about it, just to be this rehash of. Oh, the action that we've seen before. Oh, bullet time. Oh, agents. Oh, blah, bullet blah, blah, time. Blah. Bullet time. They just kept saying it. They kept calling it one word, and I was, like, so angry. Bullet time. Why do they keep saying that? One word. Bullet, bullet time. time. Why? Is that a joke? Am <laughs> I crazy? Because even the closed captioning didn't have it as bullet hyphen time. It was, it was bullet time. It was two words. I, I think... I may be, I may be uh, hallucinating this, but I'm pretty sure one of the characters did point that out and said that's actually two words. I hope so because I, I was yeah. losing my fucking mind yeah. that they kept saying it. Yeah, I'm pretty Even sure. Even the analyst. Bullet time. time. I thought Neil Patrick Harris was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's... I, think he, I think he... I think in any other circumstance, he's a fantastic antagonist. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because he generally <clears throat> doesn't play that type. Yeah, I mean, except for Gone Girl, but spoilers. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think he was he was definitely one of the stronger new elements of, yeah. of what they had. I there. think they could have done a lot. I think they, they could have done a lot with him, a lot more with him. Rather, yeah. um, they kind of neutered him towards the back half of the movie. Well, he was more of an agent to me than uh, who the, the Jonathan Groff. Yeah, the the new Smith was. I mean, just to me, just an utter failure. Well, and the fact that they relied so much on the flashbacks to like make that connection was just yeah. so weak. It was weak. You, if half of the movie is scenes from your last movies, you're doing something yeah. wrong. It just. If you need to remind the audience over and over and over again of why we su- we're supposed to care about these people, and you can't do that in the movie that we're watching, right. you're you're failing on some level. Yeah, yeah. And they do, and and she leaned way too heavy on. Remember this? Mm-hmm. This is why you should care about this. This is why this matters. Yeah. You know, it was it was too much. Yeah. I agree. She. It uh. was as if she made this movie for people who had never seen. The original trilogy, but we're curious about this one. It it felt to me like she made this movie for people who understood. They were smart enough to understand that this was a reboot, rehash, poorly done sequel, whatever, of the original series, mm-hmm. but had not actually watched or had watched the original series a long time ago and needed a yeah. refresher. Right. That's how this movie felt. Yeah. As if she knew that and was like... This is for people who don't really give a shit. Yeah, it didn't trust the audience to make those connections without yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Because me, me, I 
remembered almost everything. Mm. Even in the bad ones, even in revolutions, there were mm. like there was not a plot point that like I've, we I mean we talked about <laughs> yeah. this. I've watched revolutions more than probably Lana Wachowski. <laughs> probably, yeah. and so there was nothing that there was nothing lost on me. Like I remembered everything, and there was moments where I was like, "Well, why would that happen?" Because that's not the way that it ended in Revolution. So, like, why? What? What? Mm. What is that now? Yeah. So there was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. Oh shit! But at the same time, I can't help but be at least a little bit. <sighs> Happy is a strong word. Uh, surprised. <laughs> Happy's surprised. A strong word. Surprised by the movie we got, and that's enough for me. Yeah. So that's why it's my cheers of the week. That's. You know what? That's fine. Okay. That's I'll take it. I'll allow it. All right. I'll allow it. All right. All right. <clears throat> Oops. Oops. Before we get out of here, we gotta I gotta do my cheers of the week. Mm-hmm. And um because it's so indicative of how these past couple of years have gone, I think it's apropos to once again on this podcast. Go delve into one of the things that we've been that we've wanted to do for her. I mean, got, I've got to let my hair back down for this. <laughs> years yeah. at this point, haven't been able to finally get back to where we belong, mm-hmm. which is the farm. Ladies and gentlemen, my cheers of the week goes to Bonnaroo for finally releasing their lineup. Mm. Uh, so we had a whole episode on this very podcast where we talked about 2021's lineup Mm -hmm. and then call it an act of god call it the universe (laughs) something call it random interactions with (laughs) cells and all whatever Mm mm-hmm it didn't happen. Yeah. And at that point, it was just kind of like, oh man. You kind of it, it was kind of just like this is this is exactly how this is this is this is how this year is going. This is how these past couple of years have gone. This is how mm. society is going. Of course, it gets canceled. Of course, you know, you get right up until the day and it's like sorry. Well, it got rained out. Yeah, that that was the thing. It wasn't even COVID. It was some rain. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a literal. The ground uh, was act too wet. God, if you if you so subscribe, mm-hmm. it was too wet. The ground was literally the ground too was wet. Too wet. Yeah, which is insane because you go the whole year thinking ho- hopefully COVID doesn't cancel this thing, <laughs> and no, rain canceled. Uh-huh. COVID canceled twenty twenty, rain, rain canceled twenty twenty one, and now we have twenty twenty two's lineup. And hopefully, fingers crossed, toes crossed, who knows. But what we can say is we have a lineup. So let's just kind of go through. We obviously can't go through all of them because there's too many. But let's go through some of like the get my glasses on here. Okay. All right. Um, Well, the first day, like usual, not really anyone big time that we associate with. You know, there may be some jam bands in there. There may be some electronic artists that you guys are excited about. Let us know in the comments, please. Uh, school us, if you will. 
So uh, for Friday, we have J. Cole. We have the Chicks, formerly Dixie Chicks. Uh, <laughs> Illenium. I'm not not familiar. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to plead ignorance on that one. I have no idea what or who Illenium is. And they have third billing yeah. on Friday. Yeah, it's pretty big. Pretty That's big. crazy. Tell us your favorite Illenium track, <laughs> and we will listen. We are old yeah. and dusted. Yeah. Uh, we have Robert Plant and Allison Krauss, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Disclosure, always fun. Gonna go see Disclosure. Lord Huron's pretty good. Uh-huh. The War on Drugs, pretty good. Definitely gonna see The War on Drugs. King Gizzard, obviously. Love King Gizzard. Great time. Uh, Isaiah Rashad. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Curry. Nice. Japanese breakfasts. Love. Arlo Parks. I don't know if you've heard. I have. Okay. <clears throat> She's good. She's great. Enjoy her. And that rounds out Friday, I think, for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. I don't know if there's any. Yeah, there's some smaller smaller name, folks. No offense, but we're not familiar. Yeah. Um, moving into Saturday, we have Tool, which always put on a good show. Uh, Flume. Flume's cool. 21 Savage, if you're so inclined. Uh-huh. Um, Porter Robinson. Very good. Mark Ribier, of course. Churches is very cool. Uh, Ludacris. Ludacris is like the sixth build name on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, not to say that, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have anything out, and he hasn't put anything out in a long time, so yeah. I guess he shouldn't get, like, top build. But, I mean, over... It's a little low. It's, it's a little it's low. A little low. It's, it's a little ludicrous. Low. I understand. But, I mean, like, think back. Was it two? No, maybe last year. Nelly? Nelly was supposed to be performing? Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he was, was higher build than Luda <laughs> on this list right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's strange. It's crazy to think about. Um... All right, let's see, let's see. Femi Kuti. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me on Saturday. Uh, yeah, nobody jumping out. Lottie told me about Cody Henry, who's down at the bottom of Saturday. He's like a funk artist, and he was pretty Corey. good. I was listening. Corey, sorry. Did uh, I say Cody? Yeah. Corey. Corey, Corey Henry. Henry. Okay. And okay. he's pretty good. All right. Uh, then we have Sunday, Stevie Nicks, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Second Top build. Build. Yeah, that's, on that's Sunday. wild. I mean, to each their own, I will say. If you enjoy MGK in his current <laughs> incarnation, then God bless you. But uh, not yeah. for me. Yeah. Not for me. Uh, Roddy Rich, mm-hmm. Nathaniel Rateliff, which will be a good time. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, Herbie Hancock, awesome. Herbie Hancock, Machine Gun Kelly gets billed over Herbie over, Hancock. Over Herbie Hancock, yeah. Sure. Why even have Herbie Hancock on the bill? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! Remember Tinashe? Tinashe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's it for me, man. Yeah, I know. So the thing is with this list, <clears throat> there's obviously a bunch of names that we glossed over and we just, you know, we just don't have the time to like fucking dedicate to every single name on this on 
the lineup. Sure. But, but I mean, again, let us know if any of those smaller names are awesome because we're always about finding new yes, music. Yes, exactly. So if you're recommending any of these any of the people that we, we that you've seen on the set list that we didn't uh, talk about, please bring them up. Uh, but the thing is, I mean, it, it like it's just it's hard not to be like, listen, it's just a weaker lineup than it has been in years past. There are some big names that people want to go see. There are some some big names that I would like to go see. And honestly, I mean, the price of admission gets paid for a handful of names. Uh, I mean, Disclosure, J. Cole, uh, Mark Ribier, uh, Herbie Hancock is going to be amazing to see. Just, you know, be able to... Stevie Nicks, uh, Ludacris. There's just like... That's a lot of names already. I mean, they're not like they're not like names on my bucket list, right? But they're it's enough for the price of admission. But it's like I don't know, man. It's a tough it's a tough sell this year. Yeah. I, I I it's hard to say that this isn't one of the weaker years that I've seen since following uh, Bonnaroo. Well, and you have to imagine that has a lot to do with COVID. Right, like for sure, a, yeah. A lot of these major artists don't want to even put them name their name on the list to just have it canceled, you know. Yeah. Especially if they can, you know, be on tour themselves and then see how many shows they can get in before this, and yeah, you know, kind of work on the on themselves. Tool, tool. That's a big one. Apparently, it's hard to, it's hard, like tool tickets are super expensive. Yeah, I, I mean, Tool is known to be one of those bands that like. Put on a show. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a Tool guy. I'll be honest with you. I've tried. Uh, I feel like I should like Tool. Um, but it just doesn't click for me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm more of a Nine Inch Nails guy. Um, but that being said, like, I would like to see Tool at some point live. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's just one of those bucket list things for me. Because, yeah. Just because it's an experience. Um. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we we noticed here on Bonnaroo's official posting of it on Instagram, we have comments from Happy Hippie underscore twenty one saying, "Well, it's a lineup after two cancellations and the great lineups that could have been. We get this. this. <clears throat> um, it's tough. And then we, you know, uh, that's not it. Joey Riser says." My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. <laughs> and mind you, like, you know, any lineup will get these kinds of responses. Mm-hmm. But the amount of likes these are getting in the hundreds, mm-hmm. you know, like, is surprising. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's um, I mean, if I were Bonnaroo, it's a little worrisome mm-hmm. because you're trying to rebound after two years of not having your show. And, I mean, maybe that's another thing. Maybe they're running low on money. Maybe they don't have the money to, to put up for, like, major major artists maybe yeah i could see that because two years back to back not getting revenue from people yeah that's got to be rough right it's tough that's tough it's got to be i mean because like after the second cancellation they didn't even they didn't even think to like hold on to that money they were just like here's your money back we're gonna start forget about it yeah don't worry so yeah it's got i mean it's got to be tough it's got to be tough as an organization to be able to um is live nation part of it um it doesn't say here 
As far as sponsors, I'm seeing Verizon, Toyota, PayPal, Bacardi, and Corona, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not using them for tickets. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Live Nation has a lot of, you know, clout to throw around when it comes to booking this shit. Yeah. If they're not part of Live Nation, then, you know, that's also, that's also has, I think, a lot to do with this. The fact that, like, they're operating outside of one of the largest booking agents uh, uh, touring. It, it, it's a uh, front gate front gate, okay, which it has so, been, which it has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, I think that's part of it. I think that like, there's a lot of artists that, you know, go through live nation to book these shows. Live nation is a, a, a big service for a lot of these, like the bigger name artists. I mean, last year, even last year, wasn't like a thunderous return sure, to the yeah. farm, but it had Lizzo and, and, Miley Cyrus and uh, I mean there were some big names on that 2021 lineup. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Uh, Tyler. Uh, Tyler the Tame Creator. Impala. Tame, I mean, come on, man. That 2021 lineup was the shit. Lana Del Rey. I mean, I, I could. I was okay with that. I could have yeah. been. I could have been good with with Tyler. Fucking Tame Impala. I know Mark Ribier was on there. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. Actually, uh, we were just talking about Nelly. He was down on that. Yeah, he was in the <laughs> he was in the smaller font. So yeah. I guess they don't respect that. The, uh, that's how they do late nineties, early the, millennium the aging guys. rappers. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right. All right. At least they're uh, consistent. Yeah. Run the jewels was gonna be there. Run the jewels. I mean, come on, man. That's like this is this. It's it's tough. It's it is tough. tough. It is it's tough. tough. It is tough. Um, some people have been saying that this year is more of a return to form, not a return to form as far as a set list, but like a return to like, let's just get back out there and have some fun. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's asking a lot of some people, man. It's, it's in this day and age to just be like, look, just, just spend a couple hundred dollars to go to the farm and, and, and have some fun. It's like, yo, I mean, like, especially, especially with the state of the world and asking people to go to this mass event mm-hmm. with tons of other people no social distancing mm-hmm. i'm sure many people not wearing masks um to put themselves on the line for a lineup and i i'm being facetious right now that you wouldn't die for <laughs> uh you know like i just i don't i don't think that's a smart move that's i mean tough. i think I think that's a great excuse. I think that's a, a way of people, you know, big fans of Bonnaroo in general, just kind of come to coming to peace with the fact that it's not it's not a stellar lineup. Yeah, but the experience is fun, and that's what it, that's what you're really there for is to have essentially to camp and watch shows. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically it. Yeah. Um, so if that's what you're out for, uh, God bless you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're gonna have a good time. Whoever's performing, it's just about the experience. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great way to frame it. And I, I think at the end of the day, Bonnaroo is about that positivity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the, again, the experience. So uh, I say by all means, if even if this even if this uh, lineup doesn't exactly wow you, you're going to go if you, if you want to anyway. So, yeah, you, you might as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's definitely people who are like, look, I don't care. If it's fucking, you know, it doesn't matter who's who's sure. playing. I'm going because this is what I do every year. 
Yeah. I plan my year around spending a week in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I respect that. And not to say that I'm, like, not going to go. You know? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm looking at, you know, some other stuff. Some other... I'm, like... God. I don't know. I'm just saying, for me, as years go on, shaky knees just becomes more and more attractive. (laughs) You know? It's just right up there. It's right up there, you know... Of course, you don't get the full experience, the the full like Burning Man experience of having to smell your friend's <laughs> armpits for, uh, you know, almost a full week. But, you know, but it, yeah. that removed, you know, you have the convenience of sure you have to get a hotel room. You get one close to the area. You can probably walk there every day and you go back to your hotel and you, you rest up for the next day uh, full of shows. You know, yeah. it, it just seems it just seems my pace nowadays, you know? Yeah. Personally, I, I I get the appeal of Bonnaroo. It, it's just I don't know. It's just looking better and better. Is all I'm saying. I wish Illenium was Willenium. Willenium. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm I'm. I just want to before we get out of here, let's just Google Illenium because. Nicholas D. Miller, professionally known as Elenium, is an American musician, DJ, and record producer. He's released four studio albums, his most recent being Fallen Embers. It earned Elenium his first Grammy nomination. Oh, that was Genres just are last year. Future Bass, Trap, Dubstep, and Pop Punk. Okay. So he's an EDM guy. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've, I have heard the name before, but I can't identify an Elenium song to you. So, I mean, it, I, it, oh, oh, all right. Does that sound familiar to you? No, no, does not. Is that a new track? Uh, I don't know. Four point, it has 4.2 million views. Wow. That came out September 15th, 2020. Okay. So try not to get copyright striked. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's smart of them to to have some headliners with EDM because you know last year everyone was complaining about how little EDM there was. Sorry, yeah. that was my ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's been a complaint recently, and in, in recent at least the past two years, about how little they're kind of giving to EDM vans. Yeah. So, you know, if that's their attempt at kind of here take this guy then makes sense yeah i mean i guess i mean it's not like i don't know that the history of bonnaroo has never been like super i mean they i guess they had a day or half a day dedicated to like edm and stuff i don't know well there's like a i think a tent that's mostly edm yeah Yeah. generally um but yeah i mean you got disclosure in there awesome um who else did I see in there that was EDM? Uh, Porter Robinson. Porter Robinson, big name, EDM. Mm. That from my generation. I just don't listen to it enough to yeah. to be versed in it or even, you know, ah, whatever. Ah, ah, meh. I'm an old man. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But again, you guys let us know if there's anything we're missing here. If we're big old dummies who don't get who, how awesome your favorite band is that we just glossed over. Yeah. Um, let us know, and we will give them a listen. Yeah. Are you planning on going to Bonnaroo 
this year? That is the be- that is the big question. Yeah. Let us know. Is yeah. this lineup strong enough? Is the urge to just return to the farm strong enough to just look past what could be a weaker lineup? Are we exaggerating how weak this lineup actually is and not fully appreciating what we're looking at? I don't know. Let us know. Yeah. So, um, I think I think we can get the fuck out I of think here. We, I think well, should. before we get out of here, you know what we got to do, guys? We got to review these brewskis. So, Obi, please tell the people what you thought of side words, juicy. We, you know what? We didn't even like uh, go through the. We just kind of glossed over. You know the the the, read <laughs> the deets. You yeah. want me to get into the, the deets, deets real quick? Please get okay. into the deets. <laughs> uh, the Juicy Boots is from Sideward Brewing Co., a local brewery, as you know. Uh, again, that was my ass. Uh, this is a seven percent ABV, uh, double dry hopped IPA, uh, and according to Untapped, this is their dry read because they do not include dry reads on their cans. The worst thing that this brewery does. The worst. Uh, fan of Moon Boots and Juicy IPAs, you'll love this amped up version of our flagship IPA. Though Moon Boots is always double dry hopped, we ramped up the hop additions on this one. So it is a uh, uh, extra hoppy, I guess. Extra. Extra double dry, dry hopped. hopped. Yeah. Um, version. And you can taste it. Mm-hmm. It is distinct from the Moon Boots, which mm-hmm. I love. I love Moon Boots. I love all their standard beers, actually. I think they have a very good base lineup, uh, one of the strongest locally. Um, that being said, I, you know, I like it a lot. Uh, do I like it more than the OG Moon Boots? I'm not so sure. Yeah. I'd have to have them side by side, but my gut's telling me not quite as much. Um. I, I do really like that juicy flavor though. I, I like I like how easy it is to drink and how but also how much of a bite of that hoppiness you get. You definitely have to be an IPA fan to enjoy this one. Yeah. Um <clears throat> that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and give it the old four point five. Give me the old four point five. Um tasty, good, solid. Would I get it again? Sure. Um, does it go above and beyond? Not quite for me. It's almost there. I, I, I do like those juicy tones. Um, I may just be kind of hazy, ju- juicy IPA'd out a little bit. Yeah. That may be playing into it a little. So take t- take it for what you will. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and also let's just start with a unanimous 4.5 this year. Okay. First review of the year, 4.5. I feel the same. It, it it It's distinctive from the Moon Boots. Is it, I don't know, is it, uh, is it my own bias that's coming through too much where I'm just like, ah, eh, what am I, what am I to do with this? How much, am, <laughs> like, how much am I supposed to drink? I will say what they set out to do with it, they accomplished. Sure. Yeah. You know, juicy, bitter, hoppy, uh, you know, it's got like a full mouthfeel to it. Um, like it, 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 it works on the level that. I'm assuming they attend, intended it to work yeah. on. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know. I think it's I yeah, it's 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 hard to say, but I think it might just be my own bias coming through. Sure. I'm just like I just don't want so hoppy, so so it's it's hey, it, 
your bias is valid. Oh. It's okay. Thank you. It's my ass again. <laughs> <laughs> not to say that it's bad. I'm giving it a four and a half of out of not. six. Four and a half so is a great score. I think it's a good. I think it's a good score. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Think we got it? I know we got it. All right. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. The first episode of the year, and we're getting the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Woot, woot. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>